and it is time to talk travel. Sally Lucas. Not everything goes exactly the way you want it to when you talk when you'd go travelling. No, well, we, most of the time it does, Jane. But of course, we want that to be the case. But just to reiterate, insurance we have discussed it before is just such an important part of your holiday. I mean, you go with peace of mind. I mean, there's been cases recently. The young lady from here that was a nurse who had the drink spiked and so on. You know, it's cost her family. They've had to remortgage their home because she didn't have travel insurance. That's how expensive it can be. So don't be fooled thinking it's only going to cost a few bucks. You know, if something really serious goes wrong, you do need that travel insurance. You have a toll-free number to ring. You get immediate assistance. So I can't impress enough on people that how important travel insurance is. The other thing, too, you do have a website, which we have discussed before as well, smarttraveller.gov.au. You register there with your details of your travel arrangements and your contact details. And then if anything happens, like an emergency, overseas they know where to find you to let your family know to be able to how to contact you and where you are so it's a good thing to do that as well so you could think if for example you were in Christchurch when the earthquake that, happened exactly right then yes, yes. or it's the tsunami or you know all these things that can happen and even just if, if you know people are worried they haven't heard from you for a while. If they've got your details there, then they can get onto an embassy and track you down. So it's just a very important thing to do, and you can subscribe to it if you want to, if you will, and then you can get free email updates for the destinations that you're travelling to so you'll know if there's any warnings out there and all that sort of thing. So it's a very wise thing to do, the insurance and the Smart Traveller website. Definitely have a look at both those. Um, moving on from that, we'll talk about something a little bit more pleasant anyway. Um, Aurora Expeditions, who is that wonderful company, of course, that named their company after um, the Aurora, which was the famous vessel that Mawson, of course, went down to the, Ant- to the a- Antarctic in. But they're doing um, some wonderful Arctic and Russian Far East cruises, which are new for 2012. So they're, they're visiting islands called uh, the Commander Islands, Kamchatka, Chukotka and also they're going in um, the Russian coast and they're doing from the Ring of Fire and finishing in Murmansk and also another one they're calling Voyage to the End of the Earth to Franz Joseph Land. Where's that? Well, this is where I'll sort of try and fill you in a little bit. There's a lot of information here, but just to let you know, it's Aurora and you can get a lot of information off their website. But the actual uh, scenery is is quite remote. Um, You've got icy islands and ice-clad volcanoes and rugged mountain ranges. And the remote Russian coast is is a remarkably diverse, apparently an inspiring wilderness that people just haven't been to before. As we've discussed about this, you know, small ship cruising again, Jane, how they can get into places. And you have this wonderful, experienced Russian crew who are so well-versed in sailing and under those conditions. You have medieval monasteries and remnants of ancient cultures as well. Lots of migratory birds, uh, pine and spruce trees. You have incredible islands that few foreigners have ever seen. Um, You get a world, of course, of pack ice, rich in marine life, polar bears, walrus, spectacular bird cliffs. Um, There's a the world's most northern world heritage site called Wrangell Island, and it's also home to the planet's greatest concentration of polar bears. So there you go. So also they sail into the Bering Sea as well, and you're seeing some wonderful glacier-carved rather fjords, and also the historical subarctic commander islands, which apparently are alive with sea lions, fur seals, otters, and you also go to the Kamchatka Peninsula, where you do a tour amongst the ghostly remains of an abandoned military base, and it's now being 
inhabited by brown bears. <laughs> the so, bears probably have better covering. Yeah, well, exactly. But also, as we mentioned, the Ring of Fire, where you go around these volcanoes as they blast steam and ash into the sky and quite geological wonders of the Kuril Islands there as well. So just to let people know, there's some really interesting cruising coming onto the marketplace here. And as I said, they also do the high Arctic up into Spitsbergen and Longyearbyen and so on. So there's some wonderful cruising in both the Arctic and the Antarctic region by these companies that are running these expedition vessels. So fabulous. fascinating. Now, we look going cruising again when we come back, Sally? We will be going cruising again, but a, a little bit warmer part of the climb. Sally Lucas, we are talking travel. And we're still on the waters. We're going cruising, but a little bit warmer now. A little bit warmer this time, the Mediterranean. And I'm just going to talk about a company called Swan Hellenic. And um, they've been cruising in that area of the Mediterranean since 1954. It's a British-based company. And to celebrate three new voyages they're doing next year, they're in the middle of actually refurbishing their vessel, the Minerva, at the moment, completely upgrading it um, with increasing the number of balcony suites and with teak decks and lovely uh, new passenger areas to include you know, better lounge areas and so on. They've even got a Shackleton's Bar on it, of all things, um, which is quite relevant thinking this year is the 100th year of that ex- expedition to the Antarctic. So and did he do an expedition in the Mediterranean as well? I don't know. It's interesting <laughs> he probably that went, yeah. yeah, he could have. Who knows? I mean, my husband would know that. He's read just about everything on Shackleton and Mawson, etc. Um, but they're doing three very special fly-free grand voyages next year, and all their voyages are a more leisurely fare, giving you more of an extended time in your ports of call. So it's well worth considering any of these cruises for next year. There's one in March, uh, Grand Islands of Iberia and Italy, and these are 28 days. They're quite long cruises, but as I said, they're relaxed cruises with lots of time in your ports of call. There's one in the end of March, Grand Mediterranean and the Black Sea, and there's another one on the 25th of April, the Grand Western Mediterranean. Um, and these are all around the 28-day mark. But just to give people an idea of the difference, what they include is they have an extended shore excursion program already included so you're not having to pre-book all those and pay for those extras which can be quite expensive also they include all gratuities aboard and even ashore like local porters drivers guides your waiters cabin stewards hairdressers even if you had your hair done it's all all incorporated you don't have to tip at all on board Um, port taxes are included entrance fees to places of interest featured in the shore excursions so you're not up for any extra entrance fees to get into anything and also they have a lot of quite stimulating programs of guest speakers on board on various different topics and also a selection of onboard activities that would, might include, for example, art or choral workshops, um, things like music appreciation, yoga, tai chi, needlework, genealogy, etc. So it's quite a different way of cruising, a very leisurely way of cruising and doing the Mediterranean, I guess, in a very relaxed way, but knowing that you're really only paying for items of a personal nature like your drinks and if you had a hairdressing appointment or a massage or something like that, but basically all paid before you go. So that's cruising, and now... Heading up into the skies, perhaps. Heading into the skies. Um, There's been an article recently about Swiss airlines, and maybe a lot of people don't know about Swiss because they don't fly out of here. But as we've mentioned before, most of the European carriers stopped flying out of Australia some years ago. So we don't have any other than really British Airways, if you want to call it a European 
carrier or UK carrier. So all the others link up with airlines from here to Asia and then you link up with the European carrier from there. So Swiss has been doing this for a number of years and you can link up with them out of Singapore, Hong Kong, lots of other ports. But they've just been, based on the votes of more than um, 183,000 travel and tourism specialists, it was honoured as Europe's leading airline in business class in the recent awards. And this also coincides with the completion of them upgrading all of their Airbuses now to the latest Airbus. So there's no old aircraft in their fleet, which is something else good to know as well. So once you do your short hop from here to Asia, you can really pick up a fantastic business class product on that long haul sector into Switzerland. And from there, they have a huge network into the rest of Europe. So you fly into Zurich, but then the connections, honestly, there's a myriad, depending any country in Europe, you will find there's a connection out of Zurich to get you to. And it also saves you having to go through London if you don't want to go through London. So it's a good way of doing it or using a European carrier. Now, the new business class standout feature is is the seat which reclines into a two meter long air cushioned flat bed completely flat now a lot of them say they're flat but they're not really there's a bit of an angle there but um, it's got adjustable firmness and softness settings and a special massage function as well in the bed so that's quite remarkable and another innovative seating arrangement that they've got on the plane which is quite a highlight eight out of every nine seats now i haven't looked at a plan to see how this works yet so i've got to get on the website and have a look has direct aisle access which means you're giving your customers optimum comfort and personal space as well so and they fly to 73 destinations around the world swiss and they usually have some very good fares as well both economy and business class they have some good deals so just keep them in mind um Swiss is the Swiss Swiss they're calling them Swiss Swiss Swiss, Swiss, (laughs) the best in the business so yes give them a go thank you Sally Lucas thank you Jane and we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM